The web's Michael Smith. It's episode number 50 of the Canes cast. You know what that means. What's that? We're halfway home. Did they? Uh, did the Hurricanes only order 100 episodes of this podcast? I don't know. I oh, don't no. know. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> hope they order more. We should talk to somebody about that. That would be, I think, wise for all of us. Oh, that's a bad open right there. I that was a bad you're open. Have wasn't a little that? bit more. Worse than my, we're halfway there. <laughs> I was, I was caught between that or do we want to start it over? The web's Michael Smith. Yes. It's episode fifty of the Canes Cast. You know what that means? What's that? We in the club. <laughs> okay, so we'll go with that. <laughs> we're just yes, you're gonna hear two opens today here. <laughs> two on the opens. Cast. Well, it's you know it's fifty. 50 years 50. old. 50. That's, that's a 50 lot of, of episodes. These things. Wow. Yeah. The live one was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, what was that? About a week and a half ago? Less than that, buddy. Yeah, I guess a week. Yeah. Just over a week. Yeah, a week and two days. Uh, thanks for, for everyone who stuck around. The crowd at Summerfest, by the way, was amazing. 4,500, I think, was uh, the official count. Um, I don't think we had 4,500 at our live recording of Kane's cast episode 49. I would say maybe 45. Right. Um, so thanks, uh, to everyone who stuck around and, and listened to us talk some hockey. Tim Gleason dropped a lot of knowledge. Uh, he's the new, uh, defenseman development guy, I guess there's not really a director director of of defenseman defenseman development. development. Um, uh, he dropped a lot of knowledge uh, just uh, really about how the game has changed since he played uh, versus today, what he can bring. Uh, so if you missed that, go back to it and listen. Uh, it's available uh, wherever you listen to Kane's Cast. Uh, we appreciate all of our listeners, whether they are on iTunes, Google, the web, uh, wherever you listen to Kane's Cast, we appreciate it. Like us, rate us, review us. Love us. That's all we ask. <laughs> I don't think that's too much. We're not that needy, are no, we? No, usually not. And remember, the Michael Smith rating system. Five stars, best friends. Best friends forever. Four stars, we're doing lunch, we're hanging out. Three stars, well, it's better than two stars. We might not text you back at three stars. Two stars, we're not texting you back. No. And one star, you're just being me. You're dead to me. That's how I'd You're say dead that. to me. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> so leave a review and... We greatly appreciate everybody who does. Coming up on this episode, yes, we've done 50 of these things. Michael Smith and I are going to break down NHL free agency. The Canes make a big splash. What the team is starting to look like. What more can be done with the team. A ton of questions. People coming to rescue the Webb's Michael Smith for if you like it, keep it. If not, send it back because we got a bunch of them, so you don't yes. have to have a one. Thank you. Thanks to everybody who rescued me because I – as per usual, have not put any thought oh, into this. Golly. <laughs> it's just a running segment on the show, and you want no part of it. Well, From a question standpoint, you like to answer them, yes. you don't like to come up with one. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, let's get to a couple of things via free agency. The Carolina Hurricanes get a goaltender in Peter Morazic, a one-year deal, $1.5 million. Uh, I like the term for a guy who used to be a starting goaltender. He wants to prove himself. He said that. He likes the pressure of the one-year deal because he has to perform. And then I think the big signing, Calvin DeHaan, a four-year contract to go on the blue line. And this is a a left-handed defenseman who is really going to come in and do some good things when you can pair him up with Dougie Hamilton 
or you've got the combination of Jacob Slavin with Brett Pesci, left, right, Dougie Hamilton with Calvin DeHaan, left, right. You re-sign Trevor Van Riemsdyk, not necessarily free agent because he was a restricted free agent. You have Justin Falk under contract. You know, you want to get that left-right balance for this club. Now the question is, what do you do with the rest of it? But let's go to the signings first and Peter Morazic playing goal. Yeah, that's uh, that's the Hurricanes, uh, one, putting their faith into Scott Darling that he can take what was um, an underwhelming first year of a four-year contract. I mean, I think he'll be the first to admit that it was uh, an underwhelming season. That's the Hurricanes putting their faith in Scott Darling that that he can be the number one goaltender that the team thought he would be when they traded for his rights and then signed him to a four-year contract. And, um, you know, we, we've talked about it before on this podcast. Scott Darling has been putting in the work this offseason. Um, uh, if you follow him on Instagram, he's, he's, he's posted a number of pictures of, of his various workouts that he's been going through. And uh, uh, strength and conditioning coach Bill Berniston has been really side-by-side -side with him uh, throughout the summer, getting him uh, into proper shape for the upcoming season. And then you bring in a guy like Peter Morazic, who, as you mentioned, has been a starter before. Um, a few years back for Detroit was the primary starter, helped lead that club to the playoffs. Hasn't had uh, the as good a numbers since, uh, especially last year uh, when he got traded to the Philadelphia Flyers. His numbers sort of took a nosedive. Yep. Uh, they weren't terrible in Detroit, but they weren't up to that level uh, when he was the, the primary starter for the Wings. The one-year deal puts the pressure on him to perform and, and to be better, just like the, the pressure is going to be on Scott Darling to, to perform and, and be better than he was last season. So, too, is that pressure on Mrazek. And, and for his part, Mrazek says he enjoys that. He enjoys playing the game under pressure. Uh, and so this is a chance for him to prove himself, and it's a chance for the Hurricanes to try out a new goaltending tandem. For the first time in, in, in many years, the Hurricanes are not going to have Cam Ward yeah. uh, as a part of their as a part of their goaltending duo. So it's sort of uncharted waters, um, and we'll see how it works out. But but the two are going to be very competitive. The two are going to drive, I think, each other to be better, because Mrazic's coming here with the the mindset that if he plays well, he's going to challenge Scott Darling for the starter position, and Scott Darling's coming in with, when excuse me coming in with the mindset that. He wants to establish himself as a starter because he was not able to do that last season. So two guys with a lot to prove this season, and uh, I, think it's, I think it's going to be very interesting to watch those two play off each other because I think they're going to drive each other to be better. Well, I like it as well. And general manager Don Waddell told us on Sunday, July 1st, that they're not handing the crease over to Scott Darling because he's got the bigger contract. It's going to be a competition between Scott Darling and Peter Morazic for who's going to be the number one goaltender for this team coming out of training camp. And what I like from the mindset of Morazic is every time he plays, he's playing for a contract. So yep. he's playing. He wants to win. He doesn't want to give up the net. He wants to make sure that he is the guy who, okay, the franchise is looking for a goaltender. Maybe it's him with the way that he plays. Then on the other side of it, all right, Scott, darling, this is your chance to take it and run. You know, none of this, and I heard some of this theory, and I don't buy it for Scott Darling, where, oh, well, Cam Ward's there, so everybody's always looking over their shoulder because the team just always wanted to keep handing the crease back to Cam Ward. That's not the case. 
Michael and I work for this organization. We can tell you that's not the case. They traded for Eddie Lack with the hopes that Eddie Lack was ready to be a number one goaltender and that Cam Ward would be the backup. They did that. They gave Anton Hudobin a chance after year two, after year one, when he had that great stretch Mm -hmm. after the new year. So they tried for a while. It wasn't like they're sitting there going, "Mm, hit the banana peel so we can play Cam Ward. That wasn't going on. And it was just, and I know that for some people this is hard to accept, it was just Cam Ward is a good goaltender. So the team played better with Cam Ward. Now they didn't play well enough to make it to the playoffs, but that's where you needed the other guy. Last year, you got the backup performance out of Cam Ward. You didn't get the starter performance out of Scott Darling, and he'll be the first one to tell you that. So can he get back to the shape that people thought he was going to be coming from Chicago? One, as Michael has already correctly pointed out, working out with Bill Berniston, so he'll be in shape. But for Scott Darling, it's also going to be in between the ears. And if he figures it out, he's good enough to be a number one. It's like a pitcher. He's got number one stuff. He just has to put it all together. And he doesn't have to be an elite number one either. No, and, no. And I would only suggest top that half maybe they Top half of the league. like Maybe even just five to ten really elite number oh, one goaltenders. Five, oh, five to ten would be spectacular. If so, he plays between well, 10 no, no, and 15. I'm just saying, oh, I'm just saying in the league, in the league five they're probably 5 to 10 elite starting goaltenders, maybe even closer to 5 yeah. than the 10 mark. So he doesn't even have to be that. He just needs to be around that that league average mark. Yep. Last season obviously wasn't the case, but the hope is that this season he rebounds uh, and then you have a guy like like you said in Peter Mrazek who has been that starter uh, and and the hope is that he can come in and contribute as a as a solid goaltender as well. Yeah, and that's what you're looking for right now. The other signing, though, Calvin DeHaan. I love this signing for the Carolina Hurricanes because you now have in your top four, you've got four number one, number two guys. Yep. I mean, I believe that. Yeah, and it's it's a statement signing too. It's a it's a signing that. We mentioned this at at Summerfest uh, during the live podcast, but the Hurricanes haven't been a July 1st team. And obviously this wasn't a July 1st signing. It came a few days after. But they haven't made – even the signing of Justin Williams last year was – it was somewhat splashy in that it was a a high-profile name uh, that was coming back to the team on a multi-year deal. Uh, And he was one of the top names available at the time, I suppose. But – He's not being brought in. Justin Williams wasn't brought in to be the guy, the contributor. He was brought in to be uh, a voice in the locker room, an ancillary piece on the ice, and he played that part really to a T last year and I think will continue uh, to be a really, really valuable asset for this team. But the difference here is that Calvin DeHaan was one of the top UFAs available. Mm-hmm. He was coveted by a number of teams. He's a young left-handed defenseman who is going to be in the Hurricanes' top four. Now, whether that's the, the top pairing or the second pairing, uh, that will be decided in training camp. But that's that's a high-profile free agent that the Hurricanes were able to to bring into the fold. They were able to, to lay out uh, the vision for this team. He bought into the vision for this team. And now he's coming aboard and, and looking to play a, a pretty major part on this blue line. So that's it's a statement signing for the Hurricanes, one that – we haven't really seen in the last few years. Yeah, coming up on the podcast, we're not skating around, no pun intended, any questions about Justin Falk or Jeff Skinner. Just 
We've got a lot of questions about them coming up from yes. the listeners of the podcast, and we'll try to get to as many as we possibly can a little bit later. But back to Dahan for me for a second. How you said, you know, the first pair, the second pair. I'm going to go coach speak, you know, when we would look at coaches and ask them about lines. What line is that? What number? Oh, you mean that line? Uh, I don't think that there's going to be a number system for the defense right. as far as if we're going to say it's Slavin and Pesci in Dahan and Hamilton. That's not top pair, second pair. That's good pair, good pair, go. And if you hang on to Justin Falk, something that we will address, Justin Falk and Trevor Van Riemsdyk, if that's your third, quote, pair, it's not a bad pairing to have. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is we we mentioned the, the left-right dynamic, and Bill Peters always used to like having a lefty and a righty in each pair, and I think that's probably the preferred yeah. uh, really method in, in the NHL just because it's easier for – defensemen to play on their on their proper side uh, Don Waddell mentioned on July 1st perhaps moving Pesci from the right to the left side um, as the defense was at that time but then the signing of Dahan basically negates that you mm -hmm. can still play Pesci on the right side you have Dahan on the left side you have Slavin on the left side uh, you have a guy like Hayden Fleury on the left side so there's plenty of 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 skill and talent there on the left side you shouldn't need to move a righty over, and that's where the whole discussion about Justin Falk comes into play, and, and as you mentioned, we'll get to that uh, once we get to the listener questions. Yeah, there you go. So that's been free agency so far. Uh, another signing, but not free agency, but a re-signing. Trevor Van Riemsdyk, I, I like this sign just because he was solid last year. Yep. You know, if you take a look from game one to game 82, and I know he missed some time, but – if you take a look, Trevor Van Riemsdyk was solid every night. I mean, there weren't too many games where I was coming out of it going, ooh, uh, you know, I don't think that 57 had a good game tonight. I, I thought he was really good. He's a, a valuable player that you can put him in that 5-6 pairing, Michael. But if you need to move him up, you can move him up, and he'll play quite well. And he's easy to play with for the other defensemen. And that, that becomes a big key in today's NHL because you're going to get some minutes in a game where your regular partner's not going to be on the ice with you. And I like how he moves the puck. He doesn't come at a huge contract, and he's a solid, solid guy to have around a locker room. So I, I like this signing. I think all this does is shore up what we knew that the Canes had on defense, but they've got a good young defense that's going to be there for a long time. This is – I don't think this will make you feel old, but it will make me feel old. <laughs> 1991, that is the furthest back you have to go for date of birth for a Canes defenseman. Well, 1991. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 27 years old. That's yep. what we're talking about. Calvin DeHaan just turned 27, and uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, July 24th, will be turning 27. So he's 26 right now. That's seven a, days that's after. Blue line. <laughs> seven days after Trevor Van Riemsdyk, I will be turning really old. <laughs> We won't go into the numbers. Let's not. Okay. And not and not even considering just the defense. I mean, you look at the forward group for this year, and it's oh, going to be thing. young, too, especially if you consider injecting some youth uh, in guys like Andrei Svechnikov, Martin Nechas. Um, and then you talk about subtracting a guy like Lee Stempniak uh, from that forward group, and it's it, it's a young team already. That's only getting younger this year. Yeah, so you take a look. There's a guy, birth date, 2000. Oh, jeez. Andrei Svechnikov. <laughs> so that's amongst the forward groups. So, yeah. 
And that's and that's you know he wasn't a part of the free agent signings, but the Hurricanes of course signed Andrei Sveshnikov to his three-year entry-level deal uh, during that Summerfest celebration, a couple hours before we recorded the live podcast. And that's a that's a big addition. I mean, you know, he said all the right things after. Now he has to make the team and everything. But I think we can all agree he's in all likelihood going to make the team. He's he's that talented. Um, and so adding a guy like that and the, and the Hurricanes got lucky. Like, you know, there's no they got lucky to move up in the draft so they they could select this player who is going to be a very good player in the NHL. Um, and and adding a guy like that to your forward group. I think took a little pressure off the team in free agency to go out and find somebody who could fill the role of a, of a pure goal scorer because they ended up drafting one. And sometimes you got to have a little bit of luck, man. Yes. To, to build a team like the Flyers did last year. Yes. You know, having luck. Nolan Patrick, how about New Jersey getting New Nico Jersey. Heischer, you yep. know, that, that has to be part of it. You know, Toronto getting, they were awful, but you know, they were lucky that a guy like Austin Matthews was going to be there for them to take. So that's where you're at, and then you make the most of it. I, I am going to be very excited to see the player that Andrei Svechnikov turns into. So let's get to that. What did you see in Prospects Camp? I know we talked about it a little bit in the live episode last week, but what did you see in Prospects Camp that stood out to you? For me, I start with Marty Nachos. That's the number yep. one for me. He stood out. He was head and shoulders above everybody, but – you could tell Andrei Svechnikov has got some real special hockey talent about him, too. Yeah, I, the players that we were expecting to be good were good, and that, and that's the skill separating itself, um, you know, really from one another because these are guys all about the same age. I mean, the, the age range isn't much, um, but you're, you're, you're putting up guys like Martin Nachos, like Andrei Svechnikov, both first round picks, both high first round picks against maybe some some later round draft picks and some camp invitees who, um, you know, are, are looking for that that shot in the NHL. So you expect the more skilled guys to, to yep. really stand out. And I think that's exactly what we saw. I think Martin Nichas impressed us last year, but then he comes back this year and he's bigger. He's stronger. He's still just as quick. He's a lot of fun to watch. I think he's ready. I think he's ready to take that step uh, and become a full-time NHL player. And Andrei Svechnikov, I think, is is built already to be that player. And and I think you saw him sort of get better as the week went along. He he hadn't been on the ice, I don't think, as recently as as Nachos had been, just because of all the all the lead up to the draft and uh, and all that going on away from uh, the actual game. But once you once you saw him, you know, get on the ice with some regularity uh, and, and and move throughout the week, I think he got better. Um, and a guy like Adam Fox, who was a part of that trade with Calgary draft weekend, he he wasn't expecting to go to a development camp. No. I don't think so. I don't think he was in prime shape, prime shape. But you look at that, that uh, the, the scrimmage at the Summerfest celebration and he was finding the same, you know, I know it's a scrimmage, whatever, not really a, uh, a score, but he was on the score sheet with regularity, setting up goals, making passes that uh, just sort of make you drool. Like, he, he, I think he's the real deal. Um, 
And so all of that put together, all the all the skilled guys, I think, really stood out for me during prospects camp. Yeah, and I hate to do this because everybody, I joke about it, everybody wants to know who wins a trade, who won the trade. But if the Hurricanes are able to ink Adam Fox to a contract, you get Dougie Hamilton, you get Michael Furland. Have you talked to him yet about the spelling of Michael or no? Yes, we've had that discussion, and uh, negotiations are ongoing to get him to change it. I <laughs> Stick to your guns, Mr. Furland. Make everybody make sure they're typing the no, I, ju- I just told him I'd misspell his name all the time. I'm sure he's like, I'm it. used to it. <laughs> yeah. So, Like I said, autocorrect is going to be turned off yeah. everywhere. I get that spelling. People spell my name that way all the time, so I'm sure for him it's, it's the same thing. Well, I know. I don't know why because Michael is well here, and I've seen it show up with the E-A-A. And I'm like, no, it's not E-A-L. It's A-E-L. Yeah. M-I-C-H-A-E-L. Exactly. Huh. Correct. Whatever. <laughs> it's more than one way to spell Michael, and Mr. Well, Furland does that too. Yes. But, I, I mean, I like the deal if you can do that because of exactly what you said. It, it, it is a four-on-four four and a three-on-three three scrimmage, but he stood out in a good way. And we'll see what happens with him at Harvard this year because he said he's going to go back and play. But can the Canes get him to a contract? And that would be pretty big. Anything else that's on your mind as here we are in July, and it's been awesome weather, Michael Smith, here in Carolina. Oh, it's been great. Yesterday was was gorgeous. Felt great outside. One of the best days ever, weather-wise. And this morning was like like a crisp fall morning. It was awesome. I'm sure it's going to be 90 degrees and humid by the end of the week, but Let's get we'll there. take it. You know, we'll take the good things as they come well, and that, enjoy them. That won't matter. I'll be in Montreal by the end of the week. Oh, so. nice. Yes. At uh, Rubens yes. enjoying a fine uh, smoked meat sandwich. That is right. And perhaps Barbie Barn. Barbie Barn. What a well. place. I'm going with the wife. so You got to take her. I Well, I told her that I'd take her to Rubens, and then we were with another Michael who we work with, and I said, yeah, I'm telling her all the places that we should go to eat, and my wife goes, yeah, Barbie Barn. My wife. And the person we were with is, don't joke about the Barbie Barn. <laughs> and even I'm it's like, tremendous. it's true. It is spectacular. It's really good. My you gotta wife, go. You got to go whole hog. Yeah. You just got to. It's, as, it was, as it was said, I don't know what I'm thinking. That's what I had to do. <laughs> I'm not even full. Yeah. Eh. I was very oh full. Oh, my God. <laughs> I couldn't eat anything. I didn't want to eat air. You just roll me down the street back to the hotel. That's fine. But, no, we'll be in uh, Montreal, so. That's uh, so Montreal next... in the summer. I've heard is amazing oh, yeah. because when we go, usually in the winter, it's uh, freezing cold. So next week's Canes cast is going to have to come out later in the week. Okay, there you go. Because I will not, uh, I will not be here. Episode be... fifty-one, mm-hmm. a later in the week special. That is right. I'll be gone Monday, but I'll be back Tuesday. Not sure if I'll be in time to do a uh, podcast okay. with you. That's so. uh, you know the summer. Exactly, summer hours. Summer hours able to get away there's still i i don't anticipate there being much to talk about between now and then but never know you never know trust me because I've... we don't know anything and they don't tell us so i found that out today <laughs> so should we get to questions uh or should we oh if you like it you can take it if you don't send it right back why don't we do that yes thank you mr farrell perfect so with that being said you're bailed out Yes, I am. So you don't have I'm to worry. I'm going to the listeners. Don't have to worry one. about the listeners at all. Uh, I, on the other hand, do have one for you. Okay. If you like it, take, take it. it. If not, I'll send it back. Thank you very much. 
I uh, I really think watching a lot of you know the whole prospect camp and everything else that is uh, happening with the National Hockey League. I would really, really like to find a way. And I know I talked about this with the draft, but I would really like to find a way for this team in particular, so I'm going to put it out there, to not hold the NHL hostage, but say, we need to get in the next two years an outdoor game here in Raleigh because we had 4,500 people show up for Summerfest. You have got a stadium right across the parking lot. You got the Washington Capitals, who I know they play a lot, but it's a natural draw anyway. Just do this here. You got a good young team that's on the rise. The Hurricanes, who are loaded with good Finnish talent, aren't going to Finland to play this year. Let's get a game at Carter Finley. I'll take it. Okay. I think can it's. You, can they broker their way to it? That's what I'm asking, though. Hmm. Well, I don't know. They've got a businessman on their side. Tom Dundon, very successful businessman. If you look at everything they've done here, they've had a draft, knocked it out of the park. Yes. They won a Stanley Cup, knocked it out of the park with the fans that were here. The All-Star game was here. Everything that they have been asked to do by the league, this place has delivered. This area has delivered. So it's now time. Deliver an outdoor game. I'm not even saying a winter classic. Deliver an outdoor game. Stadium series. And I think that's what it would have to be, a stadium series. It would have to be under that. I think uh, brand that extension of an outdoor game, but that's- you can have Nashville or DC come and play here. It partners up. It's perfect. It becomes an event. The Winter Classic is is the national draw, the 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 sort of highlight of uh, the NHL's. I don't know if you call it the highlight in the NHL season, but it's regular one of season. The, it's I think it's the, the highlight of the regular season. But I think a stadium series is a more regional draw. Um, it, it's still on national television, NBCSN perhaps, yep. but it's a more regional draw. They've proven that they can do it in warmer weather clients. They did they it. They played Southern in California. Los Angeles for God's sake. So they could they they could pull it off here, no problem at all. Uh, I think it'd be great. Yeah. There's a venue, literally right beside this venue, that would I think size wise be perfect. Yeah, it wouldn't be. I mean, you're not asking to to fill a hundred thousand seats. No. What, you could do 40,000? 50. Give or take, yeah. yeah I mean, it, depending on, uh, I'd imagine, some standing room only and some other seats. But, yeah, you could do it. You've shown that you could do it, so make that happen. So you're going to keep it? I, yeah, I'm taking that for sure. All right. All right, let's get to it. we got a lot of people on the listener side of things who put these questions. Uh, do you want me to pose another one, or you got one in the, the holster? Uh, let's see. Well, why would you, we can just take one from one of these uh, listeners. Well, I've got one from Jack of All Canes ready to go. Okay, go for it. Uh, also, at Nonprofit Caniac, that's what he's known as. If you like it, take it. The Canes won't make the playoffs without Jeff Skinner this season. Oh, so this gets into this question. And we've had a few questions mm-hmm. about um, Skinner and Falk. One from uh, at Caniac Mathis. Everyone says 53 and 27 are on the way out. Do you agree? Uh, and if yes, what lineup holes do you think they're trying to plug? You're really, you're really not playing the game. We're just, we're grouping them all together, all right, so, so we can knock it out. Let's go with the the first one. If you like it, take it. If not, Canes won't make the playoffs without Jeff Skinner. I, I'm sending that back. Um, so am I, because if you're trading Jeff Skinner, you're getting a piece in return for him. It's not like you're just letting him go for nothing. So, it 
we can hedge it and say it depends on what the Hurricanes get back, but I'm going to send it back. I mean, you can just look at it and say the Hurricanes haven't been a playoff team with, with Jeff, Jeff Skinner. Skinner, and I don't know if he really uh, – makes or breaks the Hurricanes playoff chances for this upcoming season now in previous seasons he might have played a bigger role on the team but I think with the the moves the Hurricanes have made this year I'm not sure if he would make or break that situation now would the Hurricanes like to have him on their roster yeah sure I mean he's a he's a 30 goal scorer of course having him on the roster is going to be a bonus but at the same time you you do have to take into consideration his contract status, and he, he will be a, an unrestricted free agent after this upcoming season. And free. Yes. And so if, if you want – Can go John Tavares. Exactly. And, and that's – you don't want to just lose a guy like that for nothing. So if the Hurricanes uh, approach it uh, in the way that – Left uh, holding the bag. If they they did the same thing with Eric Stahl, he was uh, his contract was set to expire. The Hurricanes got uh, a first round pick and a prospect uh, in return. So you're going to approach it the same way, and I think uh, it's a tough decision that might have to be made. But if he's on the team, great. And uh, I, I I think the Hurricanes are a playoff team this year, regardless whether he's on the team or not. I think they're a playoff team. Uh, I think that. What comes back in return is not going to be something that we have to wait years for. It'll be something that can play today, can play right now. I think that might be more likely in a trade that involves Justin Falk, only because he has two years remaining on his contract versus Jeff Skinner, who has one year remaining. Well, I'm, I'm not saying you're going to get a guy who's going to be here for five years. You might be trading a one-year player for a one-year player on the deal, but you're going to get somebody who I think can play in the NHL for Jeff Skinner. That's my thought. Now, are you going to get somebody who can score 30 goals? No, but maybe it's a different kind of role filler that you possibly need. Maybe another grit guy, sandpaper guy, and a draft pick for that. Uh, this also ties in with Travis Barkley's question, which is, if you like it, Skinner signs an extension and he plays in the top six, Canes make the playoffs. We've, we're going to send that back. We're yes. sending it all back because I'm with you. I, I think that this is, if the goaltending, and I need to put that asterisk, if the goaltending is league average. It's a playoff team. But Travis Barkley did add, also, how do you rank the Anchorman Colognes? <laughs> I say one is <laughs> London Gentleman, two Blackbeard's Delight, three Sex Panther, overrated in his opinion. I don't know if Sex Panther can be considered overrated. 60% of the time. It works every time. I, I think that has to be first I'm going to be honest me. with you, though. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I... I I don't think it's overrated at all. I think it's perfectly rated it's formidable at number one. Stings the nostrils. I would go Blackbeard's Delight 2 and London Gentleman 3. I mean, it's got real bits of panther in it. That's it's illegal. I mean, I know it countries. might smell horrendous. Like pure gasoline. <laughs> but you can't argue with the numbers. I think I might go Blackbeard's Delight. Ooh, because, as number one? Yeah, because I, I I liked Ron Burgundy's reaction to, what are we going to go with, London <laughs> Gentleman? Ooh, Blackbeard's Delight. <laughs> so give me Blackbeard's Delight. I'm going to go with Travis. I'm going to flip-flop Blackbeard's Delight and London Gentleman. Okay. I'm going to put Sex Panther at three. Although, clearly the best bottle oh, is yes. Sex Panther. Oh, yes, and the, the whole presentation and everything, it's, yes, it's a cut above the rest. Yes. Certainly not overrated.
All right. You got another one? Um, well, this one is very uh, general. It's very open-ended. <laughs> Perfect for this podcast. At Kane's Tweets asks, movies? Question mark. Yes, I enjoy that. Yes. That's not, have if, you you seen can, any that's movies not if you like lately? it, though. You have to go with the ones that ask oh. if you like it, take it. Well, I, you just keep going to the question. I was jumping ahead. I told you I'd never have any anything ready uh, for this. Do uh, we have any? Oh, I found one. Yes. Uh, if you like it. You can take it. If not, send it back from at Lorne Darkin. Yep. One of the Hurricanes rookies this season, Svechnikov, Nechas, or Zikov. You doing okay over there? Yeah. Doing Whatever right. you're it's, drinking it's is starting Bulls. to hit you now. <laughs> uh, one of the rookies, Svechnikov, Nechas, or Zikov, wins the Calder Trophy this coming season. Oh, man, I want to take that. Yeah, I'll take it. I, okay, I'll, I'll take it. You want to rank them? Um, I think I'm gonna go surprise Marty Nachos one. Yeah, I don't I, know if that's a big surprise, but Nachos one, Svechnikov two, Zikov three. If I had to rank them, yeah, that sounds about right. I think it's a it's with Svechnikov and Nachos, it's like a one A one B sort yeah, of thing. It, it's it's like. If one of them wins the Calder Trophy, the other one's gonna have a monster year. Too. Yeah, I think Zikov, um, while. He might be an effective forward this year. I don't think he's, I don't think he comes close to that conversation. But I, I, I could be wrong. Um, I think, I don't know if one of them wins it, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Hurricanes have a finalist. If they're in the conversation, yeah, yeah. I would, I, I would take that the Hurricanes will be in the conversation, just because, um, with both of those players, Svechnikov and Nechas. They're two dynamic players, and if they play well off of each other all year, assuming they play, you know, yep. on the same line and and all that, they, they could put up some big numbers. Yep. So I I think it's it's certainly reasonable to to think that they are in the conversation. All right, uh, this one, if you like it, take it. If not, send it back from Josh Holdner. Darling, we'll have a bounce back year. I'll take it. I'll take it because. Um, I think what you're seeing this year is someone who's committed to being better. Someone who realizes that last year wasn't what he wanted it to be and is committed to making it better. So uh, I, th- I, I'm definitely going to take that. He's going to have a bounce back season for sure. I'll take it. Now, I mean, does that mean he is an all-star? No, but he'll have a better year than last year. I think that sums that up neatly. Yes. All right. Now we can go to questions Great. if you want to. At Kane's tweet says movies. Yes, I like them. Yes. Have you seen any lately? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, how was that? Enjoyable. If you like the Marvel Universe, it's a good watch. I don't think that it's you know, going to win any awards. I like Paul Rudd. I really do. Paul Rudd is very good in the character they're having him play. Uh, although I do think Paul Rudd is now turning into like certain actors. Like Paul Rudd is playing Paul Rudd. Right. You know, Seth Rogen playing mm-hmm. Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. And Vince Vaughn is now Vince Vaughn in this movie. So, but it's good. There's some funny dialogue. I thought Michael Douglas was really good in it. Good story. And if you are into the Marvel comic universe, everybody wanted to know the one before Infinity War, where was Ant-Man? It explains where he is. Oh, there you go. Ties it all in nicely. It, it really does. I saw. I rented uh, three billboards outside of Ebbing, I mean, Missouri. Oh. 
Good I, movie. I hated it. Really? Yeah. I hated it. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a tough movie to watch. I felt like it was a an Irish guy who made it, a British-Irish yeah. guy who made it. I feel like his understanding of small-town America is completely skewed. I get what it was trying to do, but I think it failed miserably. I loved the performances. Sam Rockwell, Francis McDormand, brilliant. Woody Harrelson was great. Woody Harrelson, too. The movie itself, garbage. All right. Would Will not watch again. Well, it's a tough movie to watch. I can watch tough movies again if they're good. That one, garbage. All right. Don't watch it. Okay. I liked it. This is when I catch up on all the Oscar movies from last year. Uh, I liked now. it. I liked it. Surprisingly, I, I liked it a lot. So that's that's good. Agree to disagree. Yeah. One in Rome. So uh, so there's movies. Uh, I also responded back to uh, Kane's tweets, motion pictures, if you prefer, if you're into that. Cinema? Film? Uh, this from Carl Smith at NS. Kale Carl, <laughs> that's what it says, <laughs> or N scale Carl, however you want to look at it. Best place for dinner in Vancouver, please. Well, man, I love meat and bread. That's that sandwich. might that's be more lunch. of a lunch spot, though. It's a lunch and sandwich, man. It's a great spot. If you like a good sandwich, go to meat and bread. Um, we've been meaning to go to peaceful restaurant. The Chinese spot. We have never. We gone. have not been there, and the schedule is not favorable this year uh, to to those plans. I went to uh, a place in Chinatown this past year called Jade Dynasty. It was really, really good. If you like good Chinese food, um, that's that's a good dinner spot. I am trying to come up with the uh, the place that I went to after the game. Blue Water Cafe. It's a seafood restaurant. Remember we went mm-hmm. after the game? Yep. If you like sushi. That's what I was trying to think of is uh, which spot we went that night. Yep, that's where we went. Blue Water Cafe. Blue Water Cafe. Uh, late night food reservations are required, but it's really good. Blue Water Cafe. Go check that one out. There you so, go. That's for you, Carl. See, and that's Carl Smith. We can say that last name. Yes, we're related. Exactly. Uh, this from J.C. Fox, UNC Minded. Which cities are you always the most excited about when the Canes travel from the local food perspective? Oh, oh food boy. perspective only? That's a great question. Boston? Honestly, there are more cities than not that have good food scenes. Boston? Boston is very good. Really good food scene in Boston. I mean, we could just say New York because whatever you New want York, is yeah. in New York. Uh, Dallas is good because you get some brisket, barbecue, some tacos. I mean, we've been over Montreal. We've got a couple <sighs> great go-to spots in Montreal. Montreal, yeah. Now that I've been there a bunch, I'm excited about Montreal's food. And one scene. of them doesn't even make sense, but it's delicious. And we haven't even gone for bagels in Montreal. Think about that. Mm. But we do get the shin show. The little hot dogs. Yes. The regular hot dogs. Delicious. Chicago as well. Great Italian food. You've got your taco spot that you go to all the time. Uh, There's deep dish pizza. If you like it, I'm one of those people who do like it. I know some people think it's a crime against humanity. I like it. (laughs) I'm somewhere in the middle, I think. It's good. I mean, I I like it. A good deep dish pizza is enjoyable. I I wouldn't eat it every week, but it's good. Uh, 
I really just do think there. I it's probably easier to name the spots that aren't good yeah, food scenes, true. like Winnipeg. And look, I know that nothing I'm, against Winnipeg. No, no, I know where I'm from. From gets rained on a lot by people, but the chicken wings. Oh yeah, in my ch- hometown. Yeah, that's. I you mean, that, you do get excited for going there for that. Yes, that that is, uh, you know, one of the stops that you just have to make when you're there. It's, that works it's great. All right, uh, you want another hockey question? Yeah, I've got, and I've got one too. So go ahead, bring and, it, and uh, we'll t- we'll take this one from at Bass eighty one fifty one. Go ahead. With free agency starting to wind down. Which of the few acquisitions do you guys feel was the best, and how would you rate the Hurricanes' free agency altogether? Oh, I think we kind of covered that. Well, I think Dehan was obviously the yeah. The that that to me is an A signing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Morazic, look as far as the goaltending goes, it was a thin free agent market for it goaltenders. Was. So yeah. there was going to be only so much you could do, so much you could get. Uh, but I like the term. I like the money for Peter Morazic and what that turns out. So how do the Canes do? I like them. I, I yeah. You know, if people do the winners and losers of free agency, Canes are winners based on those yeah. two signings. They really are. And you have to set your expectations realistically, too, because it's just it's a dangerous time. Yep. July 1st is a dangerous day. The Hurricanes have never really been involved in, in that silliness. Um and I think they, I think they did a good job. I Don thought. Waddell called it. It's the the most dangerous day of the year yep. in the National Hockey League, July first, and yep. I agree with him. Uh, the winner, Toronto. I mean, let's face it, you you land the prime player to come play with a team that's kind of loaded with talent. Now, I think that they're going to end up having to rob Peter to pay Paul because where's the money going to come from, Toronto? You got a bunch of young guys you got to pay. Their check is all coming due. At some point, but they're paying um, their head coach a lot of money too. Yeah, but that but money go, isn't that a huge go, concern. Yeah, that one Toronto doesn't care about money too. Correct. That doesn't go against the salary cap. Correct. So, but you land John Tavares, that's that's yep. up there. That's a good team. And I think some teams did well to retain their talent, like John Carlson staying with the Washington Capitals. That's a big signing, or avoiding going to any kind of mm-hmm. terrible sign that's out there. I love mm-hmm. Vegas with a free agent signing of Paul Stastny. I think that he comes right in and, and fills a void of something they didn't have this year. Now, they're going to lose some players. I, I don't like the James Neal signing to Calgary. I just think it's a lot of money and a lot of years. Yes. Um, but, I mean, he'll be a good player this what year. Calgary's not five, look, Yeah. And he's 30. Is he in his 30s yeah, in already? His 30s. So yeah. that's – yeah, that's yeah. – Yeah. But, I mean, they're looking like the next year or two for that. Right. So that's fine. And, you know, that's that's about it. And if you want to go full-on free agency, tip your cap to the, the Kings before it even got to July 1st yeah. for landing Ilya Kovalchuk, who, you know, again, that's not a signing for four years down the road. That's the next two to try to get some offense out of the guy. Right. And they'll they'll pair him with Anji Kopitar. And, and he should be able, I mean, even though he hasn't been in the league the last couple of years, he should be able to fit in, I think, pretty much seamlessly. Yeah, that works. Uh, this from Will, Wolfpack Will 44. Is Entourage the most underrated HBO show of all time? No, it's not. I've never seen it, and uh, but no, it's not. It's not. I, have an, I think I have an answer for it. I don't know if you have an answer well, for I've, it. I've got a lot of shows that HBO has done that were underrated. I think a lot of what HBO does may be considered underrated just because it doesn't have the wide mm-hmm. audience reach of... Now, uh, I liked Entourage, but like the last two seasons, I was like, eh, whatever. But the first three seasons were brilliant. 
absolutely brilliant television. So what do you have as the most underrated? My answer is uh, the Larry Sanders show. That's my number one. I think uh, not underrated by critics. I think critics pretty much nailed you know, the brilliance of it. But, again, it just didn't have – I don't think – you know, the average television watcher knows what sort of comedic brilliance and what sort of impact the Larry Sanders show had on uh, modern comedy television. Oh, yeah. It changed a lot of a lot of shows and directions. Larry Sanders is brilliant. Yep. And then after that, there's a, a few shows that were really good that I never thought got uh, enough of their due. Um, some of them were comedies that weren't great. Like, if you go back and watch them now, they're dated, like, first and ten. But it was like a football comedy. somewhat all right. Mm. It was passable. So, not one that Crashing's you can watch with good the kids. now. Yep. Crashing I, with Pete Holmes is yeah. really and good. And Artie Lang's brilliant in it. And, again, it just shows that not a lot of people are seeing because not a lot of people have HBO. Yeah, but Larry Sanders. Uh, Larry Sanders, for sure. Uh, this comes in from Chris Wojcik with the Canes having released the third jersey. What is required via the league if they want to wear Whaler jerseys as a one-off during the season? Does the league have to approve that? And special shout-out from Melania. Hello. Hi. That's one of my all-time favorite pictures from my uh, radio life down at the stage right there uh, with uh, the Woj to God's daughter uh, on the stage. But you have to – I'm sure you have to petition the league. You've got to go through something to make sure that you can wear jerseys like that. But once you go through the league, it's up to the league to say yes or no. And we'll see if that happens. That's all. That's, that's all I a know. Good answer. That's all for like one-offs. I think you can ask like a throwback. You have to ask the league, and the league will say yes or no. And uh, I can't speak for the league, but I know they're going to look at can it make money. Well, then maybe it's a yes. There's also significant production time involved, um, and that sort of goes back to the the whole third jersey thing. Uh, since the the league didn't have them last year, and the switch to Adidas and and introduced them this year, so there's yeah. there is significant production and planning that that goes into to everything. So it takes it takes a few years to really get things rolling. All right, this is from Eric L. Uh, evidently writing to our people instead of me or you, the Webs Michael Smith, <laughs> here on episode fifty of the Canes Cast. Do either Mike actually play any hockey of their own, perhaps beer league or roller hockey? If you want to, you should. No excuses. Hashtag crowd noise only. Uh, yeah, I play ball hockey. I'm a substitute deck hockey. for your team. And uh, we we both participate in the Media Cup, which yeah. is uh, a friendly game of ball hockey. Not so friendly last year. <laughs> Competitive. No. No. <laughs> no. Not really. Competitive and friendly. Not really. <laughs> I'm still having, salty. <laughs> still having anger issues over that game. I used to play roller hockey. Can uh, you imagine if I really I I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. Could you imagine if somebody was garbage in net for that team? Like the final score would have been thirty five to nothing. Uh, it's just oh, the general manager of that team <laughs> should be just I'll take it up berated publicly. <laughs> Which I think Oh, I, I did take it up yeah, with I was, that person. I was gonna say. About halfway that through conversation's the, been had. About halfway through the second period. <laughs> So no, we we'll play. see what happens this year. Uh, to to answer Eric's question, I haven't been on skates in a, over a decade. If I got on skates, everything that I, every part of my body would break. <laughs> Just yeah. would be terrible. I've never played ice hockey. I wasn't, uh, and I wasn't a good skater to begin with. So that yeah. that hampered my my hockey career. I did play roller hockey in high school, and I tried it again a couple years ago. Uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. 
Uh, I was I was told skating is a big part to being a hockey player. Yes. So that's what. If you can't skate, can't play. That hindered my future. So. Here's one from David S. Gill five Ooh. on Twitter. Following up on the Whalers' question, when can we ex- expect a promo schedule? Any bobbles or giveaways this year? Uh, promo schedule will be later in the summer, probably closer to the start of the season. Getting everything in order there uh, as we speak. Uh, obviously, the hope is to have uh, giveaways. Uh, and bobbleheads are always in the mix. We'll see. That's all we can say at this Once point. Once again, they don't tell us. Right. We don't know We anything. don't know anything. And uh, last one from your boy, Dunky, because I just had to get that What's in up? here. What's up? That's well done. <laughs> How different is Scott Darling's mindset going into this season compared to last season? The fact that he is showing up to work out with Bill Berniston every morning uh, the past four weeks, that tells you all you need to know. Exactly. I mean, we've had Bill on this podcast, so you know how intense he is. Yes. TPANC.com. That's right. If you want to find That's out even an, more Another about, $5, Bill. If you want to find out even more of how the director of athletic development of TPANC.com. $10. Can be, just go to TPANC.com. 15 And that's just this podcast. I know. That's Bill Berniston, the head strength and conditioning coach of your I Carolina think you spoke with him on the, uh, on the radio today. I did. I did as the uh, the guest host of the David Glenn Show, and it was Carolina Hurricanes Day, but it's three hours, so you know I used to work in radio in another life, just yes. a hard worker, as I was told, no skill, but I want to, when I host a show, especially three hours and you're solo, you want to tie everything together. Solo, good movie, by the way. Yes. Again, I got to shout at Star Wars nerds. That's a good one. But I want to tie everything together. And you can't, I mean, could I sit there and do three straight hours on the Carolina Hurricanes? Absolutely I could. But I wanted to do a show and develop it and come in and say, look, this is what fans, this is what you want. You know, you're going to sit there and tell me that you don't want dynasties. That's not true. You just don't want other people to have dynasties. And I was trying to tie it all the way through and then finish with Rod Brindamore, who is the head coach of the Canes. And how do you build a dynasty? How do you get to it? And that was the whole point. And somebody goes, tuned in to listen to the Hurricanes being berated about why I like dynasties. And I wanted to say, sir, it's a story. I'm weaving a story. It's a story. Work it's all, with me. It's all about the story. Three hours is a long time. Not We've easy. gone 50 minutes. It's easy. See? We just did 50 minutes like it's nothing, man. Hopefully you all stuck around for all 50 minutes and enjoyed all 50 yes, minutes. We always or at least appreciate a vast majority of the 50 minutes. Yes, that's what we hope for. And keep the questions coming. And the, yep. the if you like it. Take it. If not, send it back. We'll I always need those, some. Because Lord knows you're never going to have one. Help me out, people. I was actually shocked you had one live. <laughs> I had to I had to make sure I was prepared for that. would have been so much better <laughs> had you not. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it. Episode 50. We've done 50 of these. Yes. 50. And we're in the club. Darn right. <laughs> well, uh, we'll talk to you middle of next week uh, after... Uh, TV's Mike Maniscalco returns from Montreal. And the Bell Centre. Yeah. Oh, there's actually one more question that we've got to get to, and I promised that we would get to it. So this person is going to have to wait until the very end of Hopefully the Kane's cast to get there. No, because I told him we were going to get to this question because it was that good. We even um, started the sign-off and everything. Well, I know. No, 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 no. I had to catch this. That's how good this question was. So I feel terrible that I had forgotten it, but... I'm going to get to it in one second. Come on, Twitter, work with me here. No, 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 no. Feel free to jump in at any point in time. Hi, everybody. Thank you. Appreciate that, Mike. You're <laughs> right there for me. 
we're waiting as uh, TV's <sighs> Mike Maniscalco scrolls on his Well, it was iPad. a question that we couldn't get to for the live Ooh, Canes cast. I think I why. remember what you're talking about, but I don't remember the question, which I know doesn't help us in this situation we're presently in. Yes, you're making but <laughs> you Well, you're doing a good job explaining as, as to why we're going to get well, to this question. Let's talk about three billboards, everybody. Why did you hate it? Just answer me that quickly. It was When you talk about it doesn't portray yes. small town living right. It I, didn't because it's a movie. Well, but I feel like it, it just wasn't sincere in its portrayal of small town America, and that bugged me. Uh, as someone who... I think I, I could say I grew up in a in a relatively small town. Um, yeah, just uh, just really all throughout the movie, I was just um, very much bugged by what I was watching on the screen. There were a lot of uh, and again, I understand it's a film, it's a movie. There were a lot of coincidences in the script and the story. Um, not sure I buy the whole redemption arc. No spoilers. We'll just you know leave it at that. Um, I just uh, no. Well, did you grow I up in a no small town where something terrible like that happened? I mean, terrible things happen everywhere. I understand that. But again, <laughs> it's a movie. I don't think that, you know, no offense, if we ever make it to Naboo, I don't think that those are how the people are in that planet. I vote no on it. Bad movie. All right, that's don't fine. Don't see it. <laughs> that's fine. Found the question. Yes. This is from, and it was on July 1st. So we okay. had to, I had to scroll back a while to get it, even though I liked it. And found it, and I'm, I guess I've been liking a lot of things lately. Uh, this from Free XJC. <clears throat> Great to meet you guys yesterday. Question for the future Canes cast: How are the Canes going to look down the middle on opening night? I.e., what do you think of the team's depth at Centre? <laughs> In my best French Canadian. So that's how position. the center Centre. and Bell. And Centre. I responded. There you go. I responded. Yes, yes. I'll be at the Bell Centre or the <laughs> Centre Bell. Well, uh, here's the answer. Jordan Stahl. Yep. Victor Rask. Yep. Martin, Martin HS. HS. Yep. And then Jordan Martinuk, maybe? Martinuk, Lucas Walmark. Sebastian Ajo, perhaps. Plug and play, really. I mean, I, I think the Hurricanes have options. But opening um, night, like if I was going to be a betting man on opening night, I'm going to go with the first three that you mentioned, mm -hmm. which are Rask, Stahl, and HS, and then – I'm going to go with Martinook is going to be your fourth-line center. Yeah, I can see that. He's been working on taking draws. I, I think he's going to be the guy. I think so. And Lucas Walmark is a good option. If the Hurricanes – it's probably something they're going to play with uh, throughout the preseason. Yep. Seeing who fits best where. But I can I can, uh, I can, can get on board with uh, Martinook as the fourth-line center. All right, good. And that should do it because we have now put in extra time – as far as our soccer friends would say, in this week's edition of the Canes cast. Over 50 at 50. In the club. That's what I'm talking about. If you're over 50 in the club. No, you shouldn't be there. <laughs> right. we'll just walk it's right just out. Not, just not, not for you. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition. Remember, it'll be later in the week next week because I will be in. Thanks because we remember the question. It's Sandra Bell. Uh, I'll be in Montreal, but uh, for the web's Michael Smith. And TV's Mike Maniscalco. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.